Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So Picks and Parlays picked a pack of parlay pickers. A pack of parlay pickers picks and parlays picked. But if Picks and Parlays picked a pack of parlay pickers, where are the picks from the parlay pickers that Picks and Parlays picked? Well, good news, they're right here. Hey guys, welcome to Picks and Parlays. We're right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. My name's Allie Burns, and I'm going to be your host today. You can find me on Twitter, at PlusMoneyHoney. You can find Picks and Parlays just about anywhere you're at on the web. We're streaming live Monday through Friday, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. You can find us on Facebook, the Twitter, YouTube, or of course, just visit the mothership. Go straight to picksandparlays.net. That's where you can find 35 of the world's finest handicappers armed with all the information you're going to need to make the best decisions you can when you're up at that sportsbook window. Today we have a jam-packed show, so good news, you're going to get to meet three of those 35. I'm going to start off with an NHL rapid fire with Alex Smarty Pants Smarts. We're going to move on to some college hoops with Joe the Duffman Duffy. Don't get me wrong, guys, you are going to need to know about college hoops because it's that nail-biting fight for your life kind of part of the season and this information is important we're going to wrap everything up with who is it today sean higgs is going to be filling in for craig trap he's going to tell us all about the nba action there's only four games on thursday february the 27th that's what day we're giving you all the free picks on so you're going to need to know what's up with the get down before you throw down just want to wish everybody a happy national kalua day right so let's all channel our inner dude here. We'll make some white Russians, head out to the book, and get some good picks going on. Let me tell you about our promo code before I let you go. We're doing the promo code BOX. It'll save you 15% at checkout. So fill up your cart, anything you want, all the picks and expert analysis that you can handle, and save yourself 15% upon checkout. All right, we're going to get right back, right down to it. Grab a pen, grab a paper, and I'll be right back with Alex Smart and the NHL Rapid Fire. <laughs> hey guys, and welcome back to Picks and Parlays. I'm Allie Burns, and it is time for one of my favorite segments. It's the NHL Rapid Fire. Alex, are you on the line, my friend? I'm here. How are you, Allie? I'm rocking and rolling. I'm excited. We've got a lot of games today, so we're going to have to like bang, bang, bang them right out. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so let's do this. We're going to start off with the New York Rangers and the Canadians. The Rangers are 34 and 28. They're dealing with a few day-to-day -day players, but they have won four in a row. Last one was at the Islanders, four to three. They've got a road record of 15 and 15, so they're a little, you know, iffy there. The Canadians are 29 and 36. They're coming off a home loss to Vancouver, four to three. They've only won two of their last five. Their home record's 13 and 21. They're actually a better road team. I'm showing New York at plus 113, Montreal at minus 125, and a total of six and a half. What can you tell me about this one? Well, I can just tell you the New York Rangers are one of the hottest teams in the NHL right now, going under the radar. What is it? They've won 13 of the last 15 games. And I mean, these guys are rocking and rolling. You got to pull the trigger on the New York Rangers here against the Canadians. A team that right. does not play all that. I love that. The plus money honey loves a little plus money. Come on. Okay, so let's go Chicago Blackhawks and Tampa Bay Lightning. The Blackhawks are 27 and 36. They're on their third road game in a row. 
Uh, they lost the first two of those to Dallas and then St. Louis. They are dead last in the Central Division. Just not a great season right now. And they're going in to play Tampa Bay Lightning. They were hot last year. They're hot this year. They usually don't disappoint, but they've got a lot of in injuries and they've lost three in a row. Now, I didn't catch a line on that. Did you have one? I didn't have a, a very good line on it at all. I would I would make it myself at minus 170. Okay. So we'll see Lightning where it goes, up. yeah. Sounds about right. You're the expert, so, you know, I'll go with that. Okay, so let's do let's do the Dallas Stars and the Boston Bruins. Dallas 37 and 26. Now these are two fairly evenly matched teams. Dallas is number two in the Central. They're 18 and 14 on the road. They've won their last two. Uh, they just beat Carolina on their home ice four to one. Boston's 39 and 25. They've lost their last two. The last one was at home in Calgary. Uh, versus Calgary, five to two. They're number one in the Atlantic, twenty-one three and nine at home. I'm showing Dallas plus one fifty-three and Boston at minus one seventy. Where do we go with this one? Uh, I like the under here all the way. Uh, Dallas uh, runs a one-way type of uh, transition type of hockey, very conservative. While the Boston Bruins are getting ready for a playoff run here, we've got just a little over a month before the playoffs start. You're going to see some defense from the Bruins. Dallas only plays one way under. Dallas only plays one way. Take the under. Okay. So next one, we're going to do the Minnesota Wild at the Detroit Red Wings. The Wild are 30 and 32. I feel like this is an incredibly lopsided matchup. Sometimes that's like where you can find your value also. I just don't know if this is the one. I'll let you tell me. Um, the Wild have won three of their last five. They beat the Blue Jackets five to four. Uh, Detroit Red Wings are 15 and 50. That's like really pathetic, it sounds like. Like, what have you been doing all season? Um, they're averaging less than two goals in a game, but they are really banged up. A lot of guys doing that day to day thing. Uh, they've lost their last three in a row, two of those, three in a row, but two of those were at home. Last one was to New Jersey, four to one. I'm showing Minnesota as a huge favorite, minus 200. Detroit, plus 170. I love a good home dog. Is this the right opportunity for it? You know, just from a mathematical standpoint, like we like to say, sprinkle a little bit of money line. Okay. So just from a mathematical standpoint, I think this line's just a little bit overblown, obviously because of recency bias. But you always have to look at an under when you play Detroit. So look at this under closely. This team can score. They've scored more than uh, one goal, one, two, three times in the last eight games. Oh, my God. They gosh. just can't score. Yeah. Oh my God. So, yeah. So you got to look at the under. You got to, you know, you got to weigh your your angles. I'm not going to say too much about this game. I may have a play on. So. All right. Well, fair enough. Why don't they score? Could you tell me that? What What's going on? Why not? You know, you could go all the way back to the coaching. It's a very young team. Uh, they just don't have any um, cohesiveness as a, as a team yet. And uh, we'll see where it goes forward. You know, the, sometimes a team changes very quickly when you add in a few key players that sort of ignite a lineup. Right. All right, fair enough. Okay, so another New York team, we're going to do the other one, the Islanders uh, against the St. Louis Blues. Islanders are 35 and 27. They're dealing with some bumps and bruises as well. They lost at home versus the other New York team, three to four. They're 15 and 15 on the road, four, five, and one in their last 10. Now, they're going to face the Blues. St. Louis is pretty dang good from what I hear. 37 and 27. They seem to be playing their A game right now. They've won five in a row. The last one was against the Blackhawks, six and five. They're top of the Central Division, and 
the record at home speaks for itself, 21-6-5, and five, showing the Rangers at plus 145 and St. Louis minus 165. Where do we take this one? Well, the Stanley Cup champs have uh, won, defending Stanley Cup champs have won five in a row, the St. Louis Blues. I mean, they're on an uptrend. Islanders, not so much on an uptrend, but they've been inconsistent since the uh, second half of the season sort of clicked in. Looking at St. Louis, though, they're exhausted. This will be their fifth or sixth, uh, sixth game in nine nights. So <laughs> they're exhausted, and the Islanders are a team that can take them. Talk about it uh, being ignited. Pajot just came over from Ottawa. That's a player that can ignite, ignite that team and that lineup. So we're going to go with the Islanders plus money. Ha, huh, love that. Going to make a little star there. Okay, so let's go to New Jersey and the San Jose Sharks. This is kind of like one of those who's the best of the worst for me. The New, Jer New Jersey Devils are 35 and 37. Uh, they've got a bad season record, but they have won three in a row for their last five, um, coming off a win at Detroit 4-1. to one. San Jose Sharks, 26 and 37. They've lost five in a row. The last four of those were on the road. At Philly was the last one, 4-2. to two. They're 14 and 6 at home. I really can't stand teams that have a bad home record. I feel like that's the place you got to win. Maybe that's just the college basketball girl in me, or maybe it's just like how sports should work. Um, so neither of these teams score a lot, but they do both give up a lot. I was kind of looking at maybe a total here, um, but I see the Devils at plus 132 in San Jose, minus 140 all the way to minus 155. Where's your play here? You know, you just said it, Allie, uh, the over. You got to remember, these teams are playing loose. What are they playing for? I wrote that Nothing. on my paper. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, so they're not playing, they're not playing for anything, uh, you know, Players trying to pad their numbers. You know, they say they're not, but they are. The Stars will come out to play. And uh, you're going to see some goals. All right. So play the over on the San Jose Sharks game. All right. We we do have a few minutes left. I was watching this morning and saw that the Vegas Golden Knights have acquired someone new. Didn't really seem like he was expecting to get traded, but here he is. What do you think about our new hire? The new hire. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I'll i tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth, Allie. When I look at trades, they've got to be something uh, specific. They've got to be, uh, they've got to fill a void. And what uh, Las Vegas, and I've only circled three teams, so I'm sort of like skirting this because I've only circled three teams that I think there's going to be a difference in. And that Las Vegas is not one of them. The New York Islanders, definitely. You have to look at them going towards, if you can get a futures bet on the Islanders, I think you get some great value there. But uh, All right. Yeah. Have a good future. Yeah. Um, see, I thought he would be – all I ever hear has been how Flurry needs support and our, you know, our goalie needs a backup, and I heard this guy was really yeah. good. So I was kind of excited. I was looking forward to asking you about it because you know I don't follow hockey religiously or anything. So well, I was looking you know, to ask an expert. Was, was goalie there. <laughs> goalies, goalies are like footballs. Uh, like uh, Sorry. I'm liking football, a running back, if I could spit things out tonight. <laughs> running back or a diamond dozen. One running back goes down, you can fill another one. The void is very easy to fill, like we've seen in Pittsburgh for the last five or six years. Hockey, same way. Goaltenders are easy to fill. Unless they they fit a specific niche within the league, like a, a specific top number goalie, I wouldn't even pay attention. Right. So, I, I, All right. Well, I didn't there even you have it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your inside expert information. 
It's good to see you as always. I'll Thank catch you, you next time. And you <laughs> guys sit Thanks, tight. Bro. Oh, no problem. You guys sit tight. We'll be right back with some NCAA hoops. Hey, guys, and welcome back to Picks and Parlays. My name is Allie Burns. I'm filling in for Nick Gieber today. Don't worry. He's okay. Just tied him up in the basement so I could take over the show for a little while. All right, so we've got one of our, another one of our expert handicappers, Joe the Duffman Duffy. Are you there, my friend? You think so, but you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Not, today's National Kalula Day, and Nick wasn't able to make the show. I'm not saying there's <laughs> a, a coincidence there, but we, He's in we the know back about Nick's with reputation. a bathrobe and a white Russian. <laughs> he, he definitely is, and I'm celebrating. It's also National Chili Day. You were remiss in not mentioning that, so we, we got to throw that. that in. I saw that. I do love a good chili. Are you like, are you, in Texas we say, anyone that knows beans about chili knows chili ain't got no beans. So are you a be beans in your chili guy or no beans in your chili? Uh, I like both on um, Texas chili. We do have a place around here that makes an, an outstanding Texas chili, but also a Cincinnati style chili. So I like them all. If you're asking me to choose, I will go with your home state. I do like my Texas chili a little bit better, but you know, my son goes to Ohio State, so we often get the Skyline Chili from uh, Cincinnati That's on the, the way. That's the cinnamon so, you know, one, right? With like the cinnamon yes, in Yeah, it, there right? is some cinnamon. That is yes. correct. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, are you ready to talk some college basketball? I think we're talking about Ohio State today also, aren't we? That is correct. That is correct. Go, right. go Bucks. I, I can't say that out loud and feel okay with myself, but go yeah, well, you. I'm, a, I'm, you know, a new, a new <laughs> Ohio State fan. as an Ohio State parent, parent, so. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, well, I'm going to start out in the Big Ten, but not with that matchup. We're going to talk about Wisconsin and Michigan, all right? So Wisconsin, mm -hmm. 17 and 10. They're number four in the Big Ten, and they are looking to keep climbing here. They're only four and six on the road, though, but they have had four wins in a row. This was a team that I, I kind of liked and then I kind of discounted, and now they're really showing up and saying, like, hey, we're here to play. They're coming off a win against Rutgers, 79 to 71, but they're cruising into Ann Arbor, not an easy joint to play in. Michigan is 18 and nine. They're number 19 in the country, number seven in the Big Ten, and they are 10 and four at home. I love seeing these guys on the court. They are doing a great job. They've won five in a row. Isaiah Livers and Franz Wagner are like so fun to watch. Uh, beat Purdue 71 to 63. I'm seeing Michigan as a home favorite, minus six and a half with a total of 131.5. Where do you stand here? Yeah, well, this might be a game that, Allie, you would like because I think with the great matchup where Wisconsin is tremendous at shooting the three, 40% of their points come from three-point land. But then conversely, Michigan's very good at defending the three. And, and rather than saying, you know, who's going to win that matchup, I really think, if anything, there's going to be some adjustments. And we could see that Wisconsin could go in some you know, two, three-minute stretches where they're going to hit a bunch of threes and then maybe go in a couple stretches where they're not. So the reason I said it might be a great game for you, I know you said you love the action of a live line, and I think you, you could probably wind up getting some good middles here on both the side and total because I do think, like I said, Wisconsin's going to go in some scoring streaks and then some scoring droughts. Uh, you know, Michigan, they're seventh in the country in defending the three. But with Wisconsin having five players, that have 25 or more three-point shots, and then they got a six-player who's got a very high percentage. I do think, like I said, they'll make those adjustments and eventually um, hit them. But still, all in all, as far, far as my game pick, I'm going to go with my computer projections. Like I said, I have three 
computer projections that I definitely like and respect, and they kind of lean a little bit um, towards the uh, over here, although, you know, not, not really uh, actually by all that much, but I still think all in all, it will be an over because I do think that, as you said, with livers back in the lineup for Michigan, they're both deep and hot. Wisconsin, they're very deep as far as three-point shooters. So I do think they're going to be a lot of points here, and I do think this game will sneak over the total. All right. Love it when it's deep and hot. Moving on to the Pac-12. Colorado and California. Colorado's 21-7. and seven. They're number 21 in the country, number four in the Pac-12. They like to score, and they like to defend. I've, I've been a Colorado fan this season, I must say. Um, they did just lose on their home court to a UCLA team that I'm not super crazy about, 70 to 63, yeah. and their road record is only four and four. But they're going to California. California just cannot pull anything together. They're 11 and 16. And they're a horrid road team, but they are 10 and five at home. They've won only one of their last five. They lost to Washington 87 to 52. That's 35 freaking points, man. It's too late in the season to be losing like that. Uh, they are looking to redeem themselves, but I, this is kind of like one of those teams that I feel like has given up and they just don't care anymore. Seeing Colorado minus nine and a total of 128 seems a little low, um, but Cal just doesn't score. What do you think about this one? Yeah, well, Allie, you better be a little careful. I heard you say some negative things about UCLA. That doesn't go over very well in the picks and parlays uh, radio <laughs> network. So be, I like Nick Cronin a, a lot. It's just I wasn't a big Steve Alford fan. And so I know he's moved to Reno yeah. and I like Nick Cronin from C Cincinnati, right? That's who's there now, right? Nick yes. Cronin? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I like yes. him a lot and I thought the program would do a lot better than it is, but you know, he's rebuilding. He's making it happen. We'll give him some time. Sorry, Nick. Yeah. We will. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not usually a big believer in the quote unquote, they quit theory. However, conversely, I looked it up and my theory turned out to be um, correct, although nothing that overwhelming, but big road favorites generally do better late in the season. And it makes sense because when you have a, in the case of uh, Colorado, they're going to be in the big dance unless there's a total collapse. So there's not enormous pressure, but then again, conversely, they can be in statement mode where they're playing for seeding. So there's plenty of motivation to annihilate their foes. And especially when you win on the road, and late in the year, that can really, you know, kind of impress the uh, committee. That being said, this uh, Pac-12 race, it's the tightest in the country. So as far as winning it and as far as seeding in the conference tournament, there is some, some enormous pressure there. Uh, my computer projections do have, you know, the mob, as they usually do, close to the numbers. But uh, two of the three, especially, have Colorado covering by a bucket, which when it comes to computer projections, you know, two points is big. Uh, 69 to 60. 69 to 57 and 67 to 58. And like I said, handicapping sometimes is about these small edges and the fact that big favorites do well pretty late in the season for those exact reasons I said. I will right. definitely lean towards Colorado here. All right. The Duff Man says take Colorado, lay the nine points. Now we're going to go to your Big Ten big game. Ohio State, 18 and 9. They're 15 and 11 against the spread. I do like that. 23 in the country, number 10 in the Big Ten. Uh, they just won at home versus a Maryland team that I have a future on. 79 to 72. They've won three of their last five, but they're only three and six on the road. But good news, you're going to play Nebraska. They're 7 and 20. They're only 5 and 9 at home. Lost 12 in a row. Most of them were not even close games. I kind of wonder if this is maybe a look-ahead spot for Ohio State going to play Michigan next. 
but it might be a look ahead spot for Nebraska because like look ahead to the next season. So I'm showing Ohio yeah. State minus eight and a half and a total of 145. Where are we going with this one? Doesn't seem like enough. Yeah, points. I always warn. Yeah, now I always warn people against you know uh, overreacting to games they saw, especially if they saw it in person. I did have the pleasure, quote unquote, of seeing Nebraska earlier this year at Georgia Tech, and they were they were really a terrible team. But Ohio State's very similar to what we said about Colorado. Um, you know, barring a collapse, of course, they're going to be in the tournament. Not, a lot of people think they're a lot more talented. Remember, they went in that big slump, um, you know, kind of in the middle of the season. But I do think Ohio State. They were State, playing like really hot teams at that yeah. time, too. That was like right. they were buzzing right. through the. T- okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. You know, and, and you are correct. And, and again, I think just based on the, you know, people that really know the personnel, I think it's generally believed that among the, the people who study personnel closely that Ohio State is among the more talented teams in the country. And I think it's a little bit of payback time. And again, they've got that combination of minimal pressure. Again, it would take a total collapse for them to miss the tournament. So now they're, they're playing to really impress the committee. They're playing an inferior team on the road. So therefore they do have that motivation to really um, come up with some style points here on the uh, road as well. Independent computer projections do have Ohio State winning 77, 67, 79, 65. And 77 to 68, and all those do exceed the number. Plus, you know, like I said, I think the quote-unquote intangibles also favor Ohio State because I think they're more talented than their record. And for the reasons, you know, we, we stated a couple times, I do think big road favorites are pretty good plays late in the year. So I will go with the Ohio State. Lay in the eight and a half. All right. Yeah, that's like it's not a big win for them, but it's a huge loss for them. <laughs> if you lose to Nebraska, that's bad news. Yeah. Okay, so last one. We've only got a couple minutes left. Oregon State and the Oregon Ducks. I'm stoked about this matchup. State is 15 and 12. Ducks are 21 and 7. Ducks are 14 and 0 at home, though. Oregon State beat them when they were. <laughs> Oregon State beat them when they played at Oregon State. Total score was 63 to 53. That was a really exciting matchup. Uh, but I definitely think the Ducks are going to have a revenge factor here in Eugene. Oregon minus 10 and a half. I've seen that total start at 139 and go to 136 and a half. Your thoughts in under two minutes. <laughs> yeah, and, and we talked about, I've said it many times, that the revenge angle, if anything, is overrated. Usually the team that wins the first matchup is a pretty good bet in the second matchup. They've actually won three straight in the series, and one of the reasons is they've slowed down uh, Oregon's guard, Peyton Pritchard. They really matched up pretty well against mm-hmm. him, although Oregon getting uh, Nepali Dante and uh, Francis Okoro have been in and out of the lineup. They both should play. Dante looks like he's going to uh, play after missing about nine games, although he's going to be limited. Five-star recruit has missed more than he's played this year, but a guy with a great upside to say the least. Uh, the independent computer projection, 72-65, 64, uh, 74-64, and 76-66, all in favor of Oregon. But the, all in all, I do think that with Oregon with some players back in this lineup and the, the computer projections seem to lean towards saying this is going to be a little bit higher scoring game. As you said, it's already dropped. I do think the over is a pretty strong play here. I love that's exactly what I thought, too. All right. Play the over in the Oregon State Oregon game. Go Ducks. Lick those beads. All right, Joe, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. I'll catch you next week. And you guys stick around. I'll be right back with some NBA action with Sean Higgy. Hey, guys. Welcome back. All right. I've been promising it all episode. There's only four NBA, NBA games on the card for Thursday, and we've got them all. 
Here to guide us through them, I've got Sean Higgy Pop. Sean Higgs, how you doing? What do you say? Plus money, honey. How are you tonight? <laughs> I'm good, as always. Um, right. So, yeah, we got some good basketball to talk about here. Yeah, not th we're all right. Well, listen, we got the Knicks and Philly, no line on that game. And I'll, how are we going to get a line? And be already without Simmons, Embiid goes out in this game. Yep. They take a loss in Cleveland. So, where you know, I don't know. This would be a spot anyway. It it's probably would have been a, a big number. The Knicks are the Knicks. They're playing for a nice draft pick. But 27-2 and two straight up for the Sixers at home. I don't know. You got to see what this number comes out. I I don't even know where it's going to be without those two guys. It's uh, It should be interesting. I don't know. I might actually, you know, you love your, your dogs. Maybe Moneyline the Knicks here, the Sixers. Now without two guys, let's see. Let's see, you know, what kind of heart they have. Who knows? I mean, if this if this line comes out like four or five, it tells you all you need to know about this game, you know. Right. But I, um, I don't not, feel like I, you, you know, I'm a handicapper. I'm not a gambler per se. So putting money <laughs> on the Knicks, I'm gonna need double digits, and I might need like someone else to go out also on the 76ers because their home record is just no joke. 27 and two. I mean, come on. What is it about? They get it What done. is it about Philly that? That's how they play at home. Yeah, but then you look at their road record. They got, you know, well now 21, you know, road losses. God. So what are they? They're definitely that's definitely not a team that's going to uh, advance probably past the second round. That's on the championship caliber team for sure. If you're going to lose 20, you know, losing to Cleveland, I don't care who you are with that. Can't be yeah. The Cavaliers. Well, and the Knicks have lost four in a row, but you know what? The thing I like about the Knicks is that they freaking cover, man. They're 30 and 26 against the spread. So that just goes to show you how much they're underestimated. Yeah. Well, you know, that also goes into the overinflated on the other side of things. Like we're talking to a team like the Sixers or 27 2 at home. So it's a little bit of both. You, you, when you have a bad team, everybody's like, well, who wants to bet them? So they have to keep tricking that number up and up and then you get a nice winning record on a dog like that but it's tough listen i like my dog but sometimes it's just hard pulling triggers on ugly on ugly dogs you know people don't like to do it yeah well so many people walk into the sports book with like no information and they look at two season records and they're like okay i'll pick this one this was easy you know it's like that's not how you pick your winners <laughs> that's not how you pick yeah, it yeah it's you know it's 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 tough you gotta you know really gotta put aside the, put the blinders on and be like, I like this number for that reason. And that's that you can't really get focused on things like bad records when right. they make you money. That's why you got to take them. You know? Yep. Absolutely. I like first halves when it comes to like bad record and good record. I always feel like the bad record is going to play real hard in the first half. Then they might gas out. So I like to take like plus a nice amount of points in the first half. Cause I think it, it just, the first half yeah. is like the great equalizer, you know, Especially in and college. Most times the first, the first half you could, you know, the numbers pretty much for the points are right. The totals usually a little lower based on, you know, there's fouling stuff in the second half. So that kind of goes up there. But first right. half, taking the dogs, it's a good spot because if they're a dog for a reason, the town is gonna, as the game gets longer, as I say, long enough timeline, kind of separate the men from the boys, as they say. Cream yep. rises to the top. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right, so let's talk about a game that we do have a line on. All right, we're going to talk yes. Portland and Indiana. Trailblazers are 26 and 33. Both of these teams are really looking to improve. Neither one are like horrible teams, but they've kind of been a bad spot as of late. Trailblazers are 4 and 6 in their last 10, coming off a home loss to the Celtics. 
118 to 106, they did not cover the plus seven points they got at home, and they're 10 and 20 on the road. And to add insult to injury, Dame Time is still out, but he is going yes. to travel with the team. Now, Indiana, 34 and 24, they were rocking and rolling for a while there. They're only three and seven in their last 10. They were on a six game losing streak, uh, but they seem to be turning that around. They did win three of their last five. The last one was at Charlotte, or at home against Charlotte, 119 to 80. That's freaking convincing. That's a good 30 point win, but I mean, 40 point win, but I mean, you're playing Charlotte. So does it really even count? Um, News is Jeremy Lamb is out. He tore his meniscus and his ACL in their loss against Toronto um, on Sunday. I'm showing the Pacers as a home favorite, minus 9.5, and, and a total of 218. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing, too. And, you know, that is a big number. I get, you know, Lillard's out. The guy's great. But McCollum, you know, he's been putting up some points. He's been trying to fill the shoes a little bit, doing a little more than he usually does. I, I don't know. I could nine and a half. I just don't see the way the Pacers have been playing. Are they going to cover, you know, basically 10 points at home here? I don't know. My, you know, the way I look at it, I see this as like a like a five or six point game. I just can't justify nine and a half. I think it's way too many. I'm going to dog it up here. I'm going to take the nine and a half points with the Trailblazers. Oh, nice. As I said, it's good that he's traveling with the team. That shows that, you know what, he's not sitting home like, oh, I'm out for a couple of weeks or whatever. You know, he might be not that he's gonna play this game. Obviously, the nine and a half tells you he's not soon up. But listen, it's good for the team that he's there. And uh, again, McCollum's been playing pretty well without him. So yeah, you no, know, he needs a big game. Pacers again. You mentioned three and seven. You know, ten points. That's a big number. They got to win by ten. Yeah. For us not to get the win. So I'm good. You know, nine and a half is a nice number. Portland's still a decent team even without uh, Dame. I mean, you lose a guy like that. But that being said, I'll still take the nine and a half. All right. Higgy's doing the dog catcher. Take nine and a half with the Trailblazers. Okay, so we're going to go for a little in-state rivalry. It's the L.A. Lakers and Golden State Warriors. The Lakers are 44-12, and 12, incredibly impressive. Uh, they've won their last six in a row. They're 8-2 and two in the last ten games. They've been at home for three in a row, just one against the Pelicans, 118-109. to 109. Uh, but now they're hitting the road. They're 23 and five on the road. That's a killer record, and they're going to Golden yeah. State that has a dead record, 12 and 46. 12 games you have managed to win this year, Golden State. Uh, they're seven and 22 at home. They've lost seven straight. Just coming off a loss against the Kings, 112 to 94. This is their fourth home game in a row, so maybe that's something. They're two and eight in the last ten. I'm showing Lakers as a big road favorite, minus thirteen and a half, and a total at two two five point five. Where do we go with this one? That's it. And you mentioned it. You know, seven wins at home for Golden State, seven straight losses. How about seven straight home losses to boot? Sevens are wild here. Mm -hmm. um, listen, what did you expect with no Clay, no Curry, no Steph, no Durant, no no uh, Draymond Green's gone? I mean, this team was going to struggle this year. And hello, you're struggling. And I know Clay's supposed to come back this week. Or not Clay, excuse me. Steph's supposed to be back. Why? I mean, yeah. you got some parts in there. Find some pieces to your team that you can put around Clay and Green and Steph when he's back in the fold. I don't know what the rush is when you got 12 wins. I don't know what the, you know, I mean, you're going to get a good draft pick. What are you doing, Golden State? But that being said, right. listen, here come L.A. Lakers. And... 
it's it's a big number. I, how, you got to feel for the Pelican backers. Again, eight and a half the other day. They barely uh, eked out a they lose a cover there for them. But I'm actually going to take the home dog here. 13 points. Again, we're, I mean, the Lakers going to come in here and say, let's crush Golden State. I mean, you already did that. You did that already. They're going to go through the motions. Can they win this by 20 going through the motions? Absolutely. But play for something, Golden State. Here come the Lakers. Best team in the land. LeBron's kicking up 40. Guys showing no signs of aging. I mean, the guy's a beast. Uh, I mean, really, it's just amazing. But I'm going to take the 13 points here. You know, here's a little thing. Home dogs are nine or more. I'm seeing that a 15-6 and six record. So that's in our favor here. We're going to take the 13 and a half here with Golden State. Another, another dog for us. It's a dog night here on the show. I love it. It's my kind of night. It's the night I get to host. We're dog catching. Um, So a (laughs) quick question about the Lakers. Do you think because they are playing the Warriors and, you know, such huge favorites, are they going to play all the superstars? Do you think LeBron's going to play his full amount of minutes and Anthony Davis? Or do you think they might, you know, get some bench time in? Well, I think they could get the bench time in. I mean, this isn't a game LeBron has to play 40 minutes. I mean, they should win this one going away. They're just that much better. But, you know, it's – can you see LeBron? Could you see him take him a night off here? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, come on, these guys. That's why know, I asked. And it's and <laughs> it's weird. Well, I mean, it's weird that you get the line already, which is why it's kind of shocking. So they're not really thinking he might take off. But can you see a twenty minute game from him if it's something big? Yeah, I mean, why not? Uh, that's yeah. something you have to think about when you have a good team like that. Who's, let's be honest, they're locked into the one seed. That you know, the, on the other flip side, that the Clippers better start playing their guys because they they're, they're they brought a bunch of guys in on trades. They got new players in there off of free agency. They got to start working their kinks out. They're going to end up like the uh, Cavaliers when they brought in their three guys for brand new. The Warriors did the same thing. Miami Heat, you bring in all these guys, it takes time to gel. You just can't. It doesn't work like that. We've seen it fail in the past in the NBA. They better get their acts together. Yeah. But we're yes, taking Golden State in this game. Forget about that. Clip. Yes. Golden <laughs> State, take all the points. 13 and a half, Golden State. We're dog catching today. I got to stop saying that. Yes. Okay, for our last game. Everybody, we're going streaking. So Sacramento <laughs> Kings have won three in a row. OKC has won four in a row. Kings are 24 and 33 on the season. Uh, they're, they've won three in a row. Their last two were on the road at the Warriors, 112 to 94. They also beat the Clippers and the Grizzlies. So they're not playing, you know, schmuckety schmucks. Uh, they're 12 and 18 yeah. on the road. Isn't bad. I've seen worse, right? We just talked about worse. Yeah. OKC Thunder. 36 and 22. They've won their four in a row. It was a close one at the Bulls, 124 to 122. Dennis Schroeder was really the star of that game. He had 21 points and some killer defense, especially in the fourth quarter. Helped him with that win. They've got a home record of 19 and 12. And again, with the ATS, 38 and 19 against the spread. That's really the impressive stat here, if anything else is. Um, I'm seeing... The Thunder at minus six and a half. I think that's a decent number. And uh, the total at 223. Got about three minutes left. Lay it on me. I mean, you just mentioned the Thunder 20 games, basically 20 games over 500 against a number. NBA-wise, that's that's amazing. Crazy. I mean, that's yeah. a and, – and really, who was thinking these guys were even going to be playoff bound after everything they've gone through trading yeah. from Durant – to Harden, Westbrook. to Westbrook. I mean, just down the line, getting rid of people, and here they are, you know, 36-22. Wow. Um, but you know what? We're taking another dog here with the Kings. But, you know, Kings at 18-12 and 12 on the road. Not not a bad little doggy number for us here. And, yeah. you know, uh, they're on a 7-3 and three ATS run themselves. 
I got heel, uh, healed. I got Fox. I got guys that can shoot the ball. I don't know. I'm, I like the Kings. They're a young team. I, I don't see them quitting. I mean, they're not one of the uh, teams I'm looking at, like kind of like a, a Nick team that's terrible. I mean, these guys get something to play for. They're trying to get better, you know. So I don't think they're mailing it in. And I think they're going to knock off the thing. I'm, this is, out of all the dogs that we took, I think this is the one that's going to be our uh, money line winner tonight. All right. So money line with the Kings. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And six you can always take a little insurance and get yourself six and a half points. I mean, why not, right? Yeah. Um, okay, we got just a minute or so to go. I just wanted to ask you real quick. Do you have any NBA Plus futures? two and a quarter right now. Two it's and a what? quarter right now. Two and a Plus quarter. Plus 225 for the yeah. money line here for our Kings. A future wise. No, I saw him pop up the other day. Hit me to come. Um, I, I think you know. I think I saw the Raptors are nine hundred plus nine hundred out of the East. Wow. Okay. I, I take a shot. That I, I everybody's loving the Bucks and why not love the Bucks? I'm yeah. not sold on the Sixers. Uh, mm -hmm. The Celtics are a, a great, very deep team. But um, if I get good value on defending champs, a team playing with a chip on their shoulders, you know they've played Milwaukee pretty tough. You know, I know, listen, right. when you start playing, you know, one game at a time, you got to win four games, you know, Giannis can score 70 or something. I mean, the guy's, wow, he just, I can't, there's no words for how, 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 you know, good he is. But that being said, I'm getting that kind of number, defending champs with it, you know. I'm sorry, there's no I got to cut you it's off. Like We're running out of time. Off. They Thank you so off. much, though, Higgs. If you're feeling froggy, yeah, take a doggy. That was Sean Higgs. We'll be right back after this. Hey guys, and welcome back. We have had a show that was jam-packed with free picks for you today. Thank you to all of our guests. So if you missed anything, don't worry about it. You can always look back or you could grab a pen and paper and I'll recap all the picks for you right here. So we started off with Alex Smarty Pants Smart in our NHL Rapid Fire. Florida and Toronto, he says take Florida. The Rangers and Montreal take the Rangers plus 110. In Dallas and Boston, let's take the under five in that one. St. Louis and the Islanders, we're going to go under in that one as well. Up next, we had the Duffman, Joe Duffy, talking about college hoops. Wisconsin and Michigan, take the over in that one. Colorado and Cal, get on Colorado. Ohio State at, at Nebraska, take the Ohio State University. Oregon State at over, uh, sorry, Oregon State at Oregon, take the over. A lot of O's there. And then we wrap things up with Sean Higgs and his NBA analysis. Sean says, Portland at Indiana, take Portland plus the nine and a half. Sacramento Kings at OKC, take Sacramento plus the six and a half. And the in-state rivalry Lakers at Warriors. Get on those home dogs. Take the Warriors at plus 13. <laughs> Thanks, as always, for joining us. And before I let you go, let me remind you about that promo code. Go to picksandparlays.net. Search through all of our 35 expert handicappers. Find the one you like. Load up your card and then use the promo code BOX, B-O-X, and it'll save you 15% at checkout. 
I love these rapid fires and these short videos because you get to interview your handicappers and get to know them a little bit before you go buy into them. But trust me, you want to check out the site. There's a lot of handicappers you never even see come on the show that are doing phenomenal. And we have all of their records, their cash totals. It's all posted right there on the site for you to see. And it's definitely worth a look. We're here every Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Don't forget to check us out at picksandparlays.net. I'm Allie Burns. Bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.